We are live on Coffee with Humans with my new friend, Nick. She's B. Welcome to Coffee with Humans, Nick. Thank you, brother. It's nice to be here. Nice to meet you. So let's get this out of the way. Uh, I don't know where you're from because I just met you about 10 minutes ago. We've talked about nothing. Nothing <laughs> so far. I'm in Illinois, up near Chicago. Where are you at? Uh, I live currently in Nashville, Tennessee. Do you really? Yep. Oh, my God. Nashville yeah. has a speak about it that very, very few places can can attain. Yeah, it's it's one of those places that's ever changing as well. I mean, you know, uh, as you're as you're seeing like the industry change, you know, it, you're seeing a lot of people come in from Los Angeles and New York, so it's turning into like a little hub for that that energy around here. And it's just growing like crazy. Like I have friends that just moved here and they're trying to buy houses and it's next to impossible because everybody's moving here. It's just booming. It's crazy. Wow. And is Nashville, I mean, Nashville is like music capital of the world. It seems, um, to, to, you know, to the best of my knowledge, is it still, is it still that or people exiting and going other places? No, I mean, it, it definitely is. I mean, currently it's a little, little different scenario with the world in the state of music as it is, but it is, but you know, one misconception I think that people see is like, it's one of those cities that's really hard to do a live show, not by like meaning that you, it's hard to book. Um, then, you know, it's, it's the fact that if you play a show here, there's 30 other shows happening the same night. And that that's not even big shows. That's the honky tonks. That's pretty much every bar has a show going on. So, you know, it's, it, it sometimes makes it hard to be a touring band to come through here just because there's so much music happening. Right. It'd be, I would think it'd be difficult to stand out among all of the noise. Yeah. And you know, it's, 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 very much like a new Orleans and that if like sometimes you go into the bars and that's the best musician you'll very, very long time, you know? So it's like, you know, it, it just depends. It, it, it's hard to hit it here when you come through again, just cause yeah, there's just, there's always something happening, you know? And like a lot of the venues you walk out the door and go two bars down and there's a, you know, there's a show happening for free or whatever, you know? So it is, it is kind of, kind of tough to be yeah. a music city with so much music happening. Well, uh, you've got some admirers here. Never call me again. Podcast. The, uh, listener here on YouTube says Nick has an awesome show. <laughs> beautiful human. That's high praise, man. I, I feel honored to know you. This is great. Thank you. That's Robert. He's a, he's an, a really amazing man that I met and had him on my podcast. And then we've just become friends and yeah, he's, he's a super, super amazing person. He is a beautiful human. His story is incredibly powerful. So I'm lucky wow. to know him and I thank him for checking this out. <laughs> so you're in Nashville. Is that because you're a musician? Uh, like with a band and stuff? What do you do? So I am for the last 16 years, I've been crew for bands. So um, my musical talent, I'll just get it out of the way, is looking like I should play music. That that's what what I have. So if I ever learn, going on. <laughs> if I learned an instrument, I have I have half the battle down. I look like I should play, um, but no. I so I you know up until again obvious circumstances happening currently um, around the world. Um, yeah, I was crew for bands. Um, I started in. 
oh man, 2005 working in, um, in music at a venue in Atlanta called the Tabernacle. And I was literally like sweeping floors, like changing chairs, scanning tickets at shows. And then up until most recently, one of the last bands that I worked for, I'll just brag a little bit. It's, it's fun to say it. Um, I worked with the Rolling Stones in 2019. So I went from like sweeping floors to that level all the way, you know, across the board doing like anything from merchandise to VIP for bands. So, you know, like running meet and greets, running pre-show parties and, you know, stuff like that. So I was, I was kind of like the entertainer for, these these bands when i was on tour or selling their their merchandise and helping the tour keep moving yeah that's a super important job um the the you you were at the tabernacle tabernacle yeah okay so i chuckled when you said that because i was in salt lake city a year a little over a year ago at the tabernacle ah okay okay (laughs) um which was a bar gotcha Uh, down the street from the tabernacle that's funny it, it, was, it was it was a it was a great it was a great time i was there on business um cool but it was, i was doing karaoke because why not of course it's salt lake city you should do karaoke what's your song what's your karaoke song <laughs> oh boy here we go everybody asked that so i i do uh, um butterfly by jason moran all right that's tough that's pretty awesome it's a good, it's a good song. I can, I can rock it out. I also started doing, um, Lionel Richie. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are, I'm a brain, I'm at a brain fart. Is that hello? Uh, yeah. Hello. Okay. I, feel, I feel like I should answer this question instead of, <laughs> I can't fumble around. I, I keep a list of songs on my phone cause I can never remember the name of songs. Right. Uh, while we're doing this here, um, Chad Ensley, just wondering if you know a buddy of mine, Trace is what he goes by. That must be a question for you because I don't know a tr- Trace. Do you know Trace? Um, Trace, what what concert or what, what tour would it have been? If you could be a little more specific. I feel like... Um, All right, Chad, what tour is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Karen does, yes, Karen does. Oh, oh man, Karen Davila, old, old friend. Um, not old. That's not the way to say it. <laughs> a friend I've known. Yes. Old. How do you, I don't, whatever. You get it. You know what the point is. Yes, absolutely. And um, I mean, choir. I, she was in a choir. I would, I led for a while. Uh, okay. So that's why you can sing these, these very musical songs with, with an actual voice. See, I'm, I'm really terrible at singing. I just, I very much enjoy doing karaoke but i like to throw people off because i come up to a microphone you know like you probably imagine like a rock and roll song but i like to throw them off i like to do like old school taylor swift like love story or like some Katy perry or some kesha you know just do some stuff that like people don't expect from me i think it's it's a lot more yeah. fun when when you do something when people are like this guy's singing i kissed a girl that's weird <laughs> i i want one 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 uh one um song which i think would be just fabulous to master uh is uh, would be um wild thoughts wild thoughts who's that one by um ah shoot now see 
kind <laughs> of better memory. I can memorize songs, but I can never remember their name. I can never remember, like, remember who does them. Right. Yeah. The second they start, I know it, but I couldn't tell you who did it. Wild, wild thoughts. Wild, wild thoughts. Not with you. All I get is wild thoughts. Uh, I mean, it sounds like you got it, dude. I'd say just go for it. Have you ever done, have you ever done? Oh yeah, that would be cool. I mean, she's got some rad stuff. Um, Have you ever done live band karaoke? Um, Yes. I, I managed to get a a group of people to play. uh, They didn't know it was going to happen, but I managed to uh, get them to play home. Michael Bublé. Oh, wow. All right. That's awesome. Band. I was like, Hey guys, you know this? And they're like, uh, not really. And I was like, hey, here's how it goes. And they were, they were a good enough band that they kind of knew the progression, yeah. you know? And then, yeah, we, we jammed it out. It's fun. That's so good. <laughs> I mean, again, mine. Well, so I went to this, the, there was a bar in Atlanta that I used to go to when I lived down there. Um, it's called the 10 high and it got so popular. It used to be like Friday, Saturday nights. It was live band karaoke. You know, it was like a little bit of a cover to go in. I think it was like three bucks or something like that. Um, But anyway, you would go downstairs in this dungeon-esque bar and they had a hundred songs on the wall and men couldn't do songs sung by women just to save it for them, but women could do any song. So I couldn't do like a heart song, for example, but it was all rock and roll. And I just love being on screen so much. I would pick Metallica master of puppets because it was a nine and a half minute song. And just to be that guy sitting on stage for nine and a half minutes. minutes, Yeah. Yeah. Um, funny enough, I went there so often and I actually knew, um, I knew the, the MC from it. His name's English Nick. He's this awesome dude. He had his own radio show, but he would come to shows at the tabernacle all the time. So I got to know him that way. And he actually told me one day he saw me come in and he's like, dude, I got to tell you before you go to the table, master puppets isn't there anymore. The guys just got really sick of playing it. Cause you played it all, all every time. It was like the one song they put on there. Like no one's going to do this one, but it's a great song. And then I came so frequently and did it every single time that they were like, yeah, let's get rid of that one. You're taking up too much time you could do like three songs in the time that I was up there. <laughs> why they don't include those on the radio. It's like they cap right. half minutes. Yeah. Uh, Chad, Chad says, uh, Trace, remember, uh, he was talking about Trace. He's a guitar. Sure, sure. A lot of people, ACDC, Melissa Etheridge, Tim McGraw, several more. Um, I have, I have met, I, I would have met him then for sure. Cause I, I worked with ACDC as well. Um, I did merch on an AC, on an ACDC run. So I'm sure I, ha- I, I'm sure I do know him. I, I, I was still in my drinking days back then, so I might not fully remember him. <laughs> I mean, if I meet him again, I'd have to reintroduce myself. <laughs> right. Is it true? I don't know if I heard some, at some point in time that when you're under influence of something, you can, re- you have a really good memory, but only under that same influence. I don't think totally. it works with alcohol. I think, um, I think what's it's if it's if it was if it happened under the influence of alcohol, it's gone forever. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It it is one of those like, I mean, I the the better part to my story is that I, I am now two and a half years sober, which is awesome. So I haven't been under the influence of that in quite some time, thankfully. But um, 
It's funny how that is true. Like under alcohol, like I forgot a ton of stuff, but it slowly comes back. And especially like when I see people, it triggers memories. And then I go, Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Damn it. I did this. Oh, like did something stupid. So right. Chad, I, I probably do know trace and I like that. You're, you're laughing. Emojis are there. Cause that's, that's kind of how I'm feeling about it as well. Like we do know him, but I was probably doing something ridiculous when we met. Well, it sounds like you have had a great time, uh, in the totally. music industry. You're right. You, you look like a musician, uh, which must be because you hang around musicians and you like music and that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you've got this thing beautifully human, which, yeah. uh, understanding is a podcast. Yes. Yeah. And, um, so a backstory on it, which kind of ties into my sobriety was I also kind of the broad, the broad scope of the world today is just, I was getting really just like disheartened by the hatred that is out there and just kind of like how people were just hating people for no reason. Right. I just get really frustrated by that because like, who am I? I'm no better than you. You're no better than me. I'm no better than anybody watching this. We're, we're, we're humans. Right. So I was, very frustrated with that. But then I was, I was working towards sobriety starting in, in 2018 and I wasn't sharing my story, not for like any reason. I was just nervous, but I also didn't want to put it on like a Facebook a write up just for the claps. I didn't want the like, Oh wow, you're so strong. You know, I wanted, I wanted my story to reach through the cracks to the people that were struggling. Like I was, cause I mean, my story again is pretty crazy. I, when I had to get sober, I was on my deathbed. I was at the beginning stages of liver failure. I was fully jaundiced. It was, it was like some people can take steps to sobriety. Mine was like, do it now or you're done. You're 33 years old and you're not continuing. Um, so a year into my sobriety, I went to a Ted talk here in Nashville and there was a woman who sang for a band and she was talking about her journey in her own sobriety and also her partner's sobriety. And it just like, I, it hit me, hit me right. You know, it was one of those where I just, I felt such power in it. And I had been empowered by a friend of mine on the first tour that I went on sober, which was crazy enough. Three months into my sobriety, I decided to go back out on tour with a metal band who was a heavy partying band, you know, just to see if I could do it. Cause if I was not going to tour anymore, it was going to be on my terms. I was going to make that decision. And this was one that I knew would challenge that. So I met this, this friend of mine, whose name's Alex Marquides, And I, I met him at a bar in Chicago, actually, uh, is where we started the tour and I went in there and he was, he was like, so what are you drinking? And I just said, I'm just going to have like a bubbly water, you know? And he goes, Oh, you don't drink. And I was like, Oh no, no, no. I drink massively, but I cannot drink anymore. Like I, I cannot. And I kind of told him a little bit about my story and he was just like, Oh dude, like that's cool. It's cool to be sober. Like if you ever feel like you need to get out of here, let's go like, just leave with me. And you know, you don't like nothing says you have to drink. And so that was like the first time that I was told, Hey man, it's cool to be sober. So I got some empowerment in that. So then on that same tour, uh, a friend of mine who was like heavy partier with me on a, on a tour, I was like seven years before that. Um, he saw me and I told him a little bit about my story and he was working for the headliner and we were just in different places. So we didn't see each other a ton, but, um, 
you know, I got to tell them my story. So flash forward to after I see this TEDx, I sit down and I start writing and I, I type up this, this, you know, pretty, pretty good sized write up about, um, about my story and I posted it and, you know, I got the golf claps. I got the like, wow, well done, which is cool, you know, because it is a good thing. I'm not saying you shouldn't praise your friends for the, the progress they're making. It is a fantastic thing. Um, but this same friend, Sean, who, um, like I said, we were just troubled together. We just had a great time, you know, like, um, he messaged me like the day after and he goes, Hey man, I just want to let you know, I read, I read your write up, and, um, I just have to tell you because I saw you sober on that tour, it gave me the strength to go out on the next tour sober for the first time ever. And he'd been in bands. He'd been on crew, like dude had been touring it since teenage years. And he'd always been drunk the whole time, you know? And so he was like, you know, I just said like, well, if Nick can do it, then I sure as hell can do it too. Um, so he was like, I just have to tell you, I just hit my year sober as well. Cause it was like the next month. So he was like, you know, just hitting his one year sober. And I was like, Oh dude, that is so badass, man. That is so great. Like I was so pumped and that was what I was looking for. Right. And I was looking for that empowerment. And so once I told my story, I was like, okay, there have to be every, like has to be people out there who have everyday stories, have crazy stories, have amazing stories, have wonderful stories, just have stories in general. But I, but don't have the courage to, to tell their story. Don't know how to tell it. Wouldn't know what to say. So I, I started formulating these questions in, in my writing. And then I just started sending emails to a ton of people, like anybody and everybody. And, you know, the most common question I got back was, you want me to be a part of this? And I was just like, yeah, because your story has power. Like, I don't care if like, say you were riding a bike when you were a kid and you fell over and broke your arm and now your arm only goes up halfway. Like somebody else has had that experience and it might touch them that somebody else out there, they might feel alone, whatever it may be. Like people struggle people have triumphs, people, people need to hear other people having those joys and struggles and, and just that beauty in life. So that blog started just like a spreading that around. I was like, I just want people to see people as beautifully human. You know, like I think when we hear beautiful, it's like, Oh, I'm so beautiful. But I'm like, we're all beautifully human. And that means the, the, the bro, the breaks, like the, the, the struggles we have, like everything we have makes us beautifully human, you know, like whatever it is we've been through gets us to that point of being a beautiful human. So that was my whole goal with it was to say like, Hey, you're beautifully human. Tell your story. Your story has power. There will be someone out there that relates to you. Someone will cry listening to your story, you know? So like, it was really cool to a start getting to know my friends better because you know, you can know someone for 20 years and not really know their whole story, you know? And so this was kind of like pulling it back and being like, I just want to get deeper with, with people. I want to get, I want to get in with humans. And in my travels, like one of my favorite things is seeing the world. Of course, it's beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful world. And I think everyone should go see as much of it as possible. But like the people that you meet in those places truly make it memorable. I mean, I've seen some really beautiful stuff 
with nobody. And it was amazing. But then I go to a place that might not necessarily be the place you want to go to because it's not beautiful, but you, you meet somebody and you have that moment. And I wanted to tell their stories and show like, Hey, this person might be from Estonia and they might've learned English three years ago. And then they speak Russian and Estonian, but like this person has struggles just like you. She's a human. She, she grew up a lesbian in Estonia with Russian school and it was really tough for her. You know, like these are the beautiful humans. These are the beautiful stories. And, uh, you know, to go back, circle back around to like the stigmas that are out there. I wanted to give people a voice and, and just kind of break down those stigmas of like hating people when you don't even know about these people. I'm like, you know, it just, it takes so much more to hate somebody. So I wanted to just spread love and and have these connections. And I know you were going to ask about like why I clicked on and chatted with you. And it was exactly that. Like, I truly love having a conversation with people and, you know, meeting people and then getting to know them. You know, I love it when I get to have someone on my podcast, that's a perfect stranger and they come in and then 45 minutes, an hour go by. And then I'm like, Oh man, I feel like I've known you for 20 years. And I've, I feel like I've made a, an awesome friend, which is super rad. Right. Yeah. And that's, the, that's kind of the principle of coffee with humans. Uh, just it, I, I launched coffee with humans last year. It's in a, I don't know, April time frame, let's call it. And one of the reasons was, uh, I felt like people just needed a space like to connect Yeah, and, and connect to the level of, um, a level beyond what, what, what is it that you do for a living? Because that's, that's the easy stuff. That's like, that, that's simple. Um, simple and superfluous. It's right. okay. That's fine. That's the expression of who I am. But like, no, we don't, we rarely get deeper than that with people. And it, but, it, but people want to, people want to connect. Like you talked about your story, you know, you, people want to hear your story because they want to, they want to know that their story is valuable as well. That right. just pe- people who, uh, people are looking for somebody else to go, to go tell them it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I think a lot of people just even don't know how to even start those conversations, you know, like in, in families, a lot of times, like you, you have a surface level or, you know, friendships, like I said, you could know somebody your whole life and not truly know their story unless you get down to like just a really vulnerable place. And I, you know, I, I love that. I really, I, I think it's beautiful. Like once I finally shared my story, I was like, man, there's other people out there that are struggling like I did that want to hear it, that need to hear it. And that's, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to tell the good, bad and the ugly, like, and I always pose it on my, my, my podcast. I say like, tell me about your life. And I just stop there because I want to hear what, how you perceive your life. You know what I mean? Like it tells a lot about somebody and I can form a full hour conversation based on, you know, that simple answer or that long story that they've told. Sometimes they take up the whole hour and they talk and tell their story and that's it. And that's great. Cause that's, that's ultimately what I want to do is have people share their stories, you know? And so, um, I also think it's, it's really fun to have a conversation with a perfect stranger and, you know, show, you know, like you're trying to do with this is like, 
when you don't know something, anything about somebody, it's, it's so, it's so fun to have that conversation. And if you can't have that conversation, it's like literally ask anything, any question. Cause I don't like, you know, there's so many avenues you could go down of learning about somebody. Yeah, totally. And I, I, I agree with you. The, there is a, there's a particular joy, I think in, in starting to kind of scratch the surface and then find like this nugget or the, or the, I, I think of it as like a thread. Uh, there, there are common threads that hold, uh, you know, hold us as individuals together. And when you find those threads and you just tug them, it's like, Oh my gosh, that's this, that's the thing for you. Right. Yeah. And it's evident in throughout your, your entire life. Right. And, and the expression, you know, how we express ourselves in the, like the, you know, you express yourself through music and working with in the music industry. Um, and I, I sing, it's my emotional outlet. I love it. And it's super, super important to me. And, um, and if I think about music, it's like music is evident in, in all areas of my life. Um, it's, I, I have a tune that runs through my head that I can't get out. And I, you know, I make up, stupid songs for companies <laughs> I drive down the street and I'm looking at their sign. I'm like, I'll make up a, a stupid jingle just cause, you know, that's amazing. And it, and it, um, and to even say that, like, no, nobody in like in a business meeting or something like that, nobody knows those things about sure. another person. And yet that's, that's me. Right. It's like that's part of who I am and yeah. part of my goofiness. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I feel like having, learning how to have those conversations to, to get deeper. And like you talk about uh, your, I love the fact that your podcast is called beautiful human. Uh, you know, mine's coffee with humans yeah. because when we scratch away the thing, the expression of, of, of who we are, the things that we do and that type of stuff, we are human and we share this humanity across cultures of common fears and common hopes and common dreams. But, uh, the, the, the humanity in us is so connected. Um, I just, I, I'm fascinated by it. Chad's chiming in here. I'm going to suggest a book that both of you may want to read the Celestine prophecy. I'll make a note of that, Chad. I was going to say, I'm going to write that down as well. Yeah. Right. Thanks for listening to Chad. And yeah, Chad, thank you, Chad. Anybody else has thoughts, comments, um, feel free to drop those in the chat too. <laughs> and you know what I was thinking when you were talking too, is like how, how different would those meetings in a boardroom be if you went around and shared something like that? You know, like, they were like, Jason on your, on your way to work today, what, what were you thinking? And you're like, well, I made up a, a jingle for Jimmy's, you know, chicken shack over there. And it was great, you know, and like, that's what I do. I, I see billboards and I, I make up jingles and then it's like, oh, you know, it kind of like it would a take off the, like the little bit of edge that's in there, I imagine. And then yeah. like, you know, you could have a good laugh and then be like, cool. Now I know a little bit more about you. Let's move forward. I feel like the, there's so much like, like that. If people knew that I was doing like some, some stupid jingle, they might also think I'm not smart. And, you know, it's like, we're talking about some, some, you know, complicated topic here. It's like, okay, I'm a programmer and I can do business negotiation stuff and I make a jingle. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, oh, of course. but then, you know what you could say if they were like, oh, you make up jingles, you're not smart. You could say, make up one. 
right? I would, because I, I mean, I don't think anybody, anybody that hasn't made one up or written a song, you know, they might be like, oh, of course you do. But then, yeah, give it a whirl. Just give it a whirl and see what happens. <laughs> well, and I've, I've kind of proven this. Uh, I've, I've kind of proven and, and tested what we're talking about. I was back when I was in Salt Lake City. Um, I was there actually on business for a client of mine. I was um, working with, uh, trying to get some negotiation, negotiating some some deals with people, and um, and part of this was going out for dinner and drinks. And so, I uh, we I I was doing karaoke, and just to just because it came to my mind, I thought I'm going to sing um, the Kermit the Frog song. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Yeah, and um, I sang it as Kermit the Frog. And this guy who I was in the middle of selling stuff to, um, and he, he took a video of me and he's singing in the background and the other guy's like, love you, Kermie. And then, and then I got back to there and he's like, your next job is going to be at such a place. And I was like, I don't know about that, but Hey, and like in, in the, in the span of just having a great time, uh, he's like, you're, you're really good at your job. I was like, thanks. Hey, you should yeah. work. I was like, okay, I will see. <laughs> see, that's amazing. And I mean, doing something like that, doing, a, doing a voice while singing is not easy. At least to me, it's not. <laughs> mm, yeah. Doing my own voice is very hard while singing, <laughs> let alone Kermit's. <laughs> it's Kermit's, Kermit's easy. <laughs> it's gonna, yeah. It's going your nasal cavity. Kermit the Frog here. About rainbows and what's on the other side. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but only illusions. <laughs> See? You can do it. So good. I could Kermit the Frog here. That's about all I got. Oh, that's not that's not bad. See? Uh, also, it's chiming in here talking about a bypass highway so I don't get stopped every two hours every time I drive to Florida. What are you talking about, Chad? Is he talking about through Nashville? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because if you've ever driven through Nashville, it is one of the worst planned out cities, which I don't think they ever imagined it getting as big as it as it has, but like, I mean, if you're coming in on two highways, they merge and then they cross. So if you're coming in this way and you're going to continue South one's going this way, like you just, it's a mess. So I, I do understand Chad. Yeah, exactly. He said, yes, that is, it's super frustrating. It's just, it really is a mess. Like, you know, I, I do, I do believe that it is simply because like, I don't imagine they thought Nashville would ever be like the coolest city in the States. You know, every time I talk to somebody and I say I'm from Nashville, they're like, Oh my God, it's my favorite place. And I'm like, I can't imagine back in the day. Cause I have friends who grew up like South of here and, um, they were like, man, I, I never would have imagined when I was a kid, like we never went to Nashville. It wasn't the nice place to go. And so, you know, I think it's, it's just grown up, Oh, then he got, yeah, they only want people to come in and never leave again. Yeah, it's pretty true. You get super frustrated because the, the, it, it makes horrible, horrible traffic. You know, like it literally just like traffic jams are bad everywhere. You know, I know Chicago is, is really, really bad, but like 
it's mostly caused because people have to cross over three lanes of traffic to keep going the way they were they came in. So I agree, Chad. Uh, well, I, so I've got this black book of it's, it's, it's just a notebook. All right. I, I was writing down ideas for I was writing down ideas for coffee with humans. Yep. And I've got a bunch. I've got a bunch of new ideas and questions. All right. Um, and one of them I asked, I asked you when you signed up, if your life were a novel, what would be one of the name of the, what would be the name of one of the chapters? I, remember what you said. <laughs> I do. Um, and I'm, it's, it's one of the questions I asked you beforehand because, um, I think, I think I said like, fuck comma humans. And I, I always leave that open for interpretation of how, how it goes from there. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. What that I, I mean, we'll see, <laughs> you know, for me, it's like, because I'm a merch guy and I, I did VIP for so long, uh, like I, I put it into like, I'm a very extroverted person, but my job turned me introverted. So like I would get such a nervous energy when like doors were going to open or my pre-party would start. And it was just the fact of like people coming in and then I had to be on and I had to perform. So it just got to be this like, Oh no humans. And then like, also, you know, it, we are currently in a pandemic and I'm high risk because of my, <laughs> my liver, how all the damage I did to it. So I get nervous around humans these days. You know, I try to keep, keep away as much as possible. So yeah, it was, it was more just like, uh, I, because I've had so much interaction and, uh, um, but I also, I love it. You know, it's, it's this conundrum in my mind of like, I love humans. I love getting to know them, but, you know, sometimes I just get super frustrated by them. Also, I get very nervous somehow, you know, like if you had told me when I was in seventh grade that I would be nervous in front of people, I would have been like, yeah, right, dude. I was always just like the one, I mean, goes back to my story of wanting to be on stage for nine and a half minutes, you know, like I never thought I would be that. But then now that I'm more introspective and looking into myself, I'm like, I get nervous in front of people, even, even though like once I get there, I do fine, you know, and I like, I come alive a little bit, but like, there's always just this little nervousness. So I think, I think when I signed up, it was that like, in that moment, I was feeling the like, Oh, humans. <laughs> well, it's so funny because it is, it is, uh, if I couple that with your idea for, um, uh, beautiful, uh, beautifully human. It's, it is that, it, I think it is a dichotomy of, of human interaction. Humans are amazing and they're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like, it was the reason I started the podcast was because I was seeing the worst, but I wanted people to see the best in humans, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's this, this spectrum of like, why are you not paying attention to other humans? Here's these beautiful humans, pay attention to them, be a beautiful human yourself. It's like almost a challenge of like, just why are you doing it? Like, why are you being this? Like it, it's much easier. It's much nicer to be a beautiful human. Or if you don't know how to, here's a bunch of different stories of examples of beautiful humans, you know? So yeah, it was, it was the, the spectrum of what I was seeing in humanity that, that even brought up 
me wanting to do the blog and then, you know, eventually turning it into a podcast. I, I think it's great. How long have you been doing that podcast? So I started it in November. I did, I started the blog in July and then I, we, <laughs> so my, my partner and I, we, um, we, it was the first, she, she's in the music industry as well. So she's been doing it a couple of years longer than I have. Um, so this was the first year that in our industry, we knew hundred percent we weren't going to work. You know, it was just like, yep, we are off and there's no coming back anytime soon. Still to this day, we're still in that, that spiral. So it was like, okay, well, what have we both wanted to do for a very long time? And we both were like, Hey, we've always wanted to do the van life thing for a little bit. So we did our research and we found a 1999 Euro van. VW camper van. Uh, and we bought that. And this summer we set off on the road for a couple of months. So I was doing the beautifully human blog that way. And it, I just, I started doing it and it was, it was really awesome. And like people were enjoying it. And you know, like when we got back all this to say, like, it wasn't the best place to be recording a podcast. I wasn't even in the mind frame. I was in the mind frame of like, we're going to go to somewhere off that we won't see humans for four days and we won't have cell phone service either. You know, like all of this in, in, you know, was, is wouldn't have heard it. But when I got back a couple of my friends, they were like, yo dude, you should start it into a podcast. And then I looked at my, my partner, Lindsay, and she was like, well, my dad has a microphone. Let's do one. Uh, you can like, let's you and I sit down, like I'll be your first guest. And I was like, Oh, fantastic. And she's like, if you don't like it, don't put it out. If, if you don't enjoy it, it's just with me. So you don't have to worry about disappointing anyone. Let's just do a trial run. And I had such a fun time with it, but it's also funny because you said you had your little, your, your black book with your questions. So my first yeah. podcast with my partner, if you go back and listen, it's literally me sitting here like this, like, tell me a story of life. And then she answers and then I'm like, fantastic. Then I ask my second question, you know, and it's very formula, very like, here's right. the beautifully human and here's these answers. And then my story, you know, like it was, it was good. Cause we still would riff off each other. She would give her answer. Then I'd give an answer. But then after that, I was like, okay, I don't want it to be interview style. I want it to just be like, here's this. And then let's just chat. Like, let's, let's, let's follow this down the river and, and see where we go with this conversation. And if I get stuck or conversation slows down, I do write down like four or five questions that I typically ask everybody in the chat, but you know, it's like, it started off as this like, do, 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 you know, very checklist thing. And then it just moved into a conversation, which I've so enjoyed. It's been so rad. So yeah, it's been up for, you know, since early November. So yeah, it's been, and it's like I said, man, it's, it's been so fun. It's been very enriching, you know, in a time where like we talked about, you know, we're seeing the worst and the best and, you know, like just having these conversations have been a really, really cool way to, you know, see, see such beauty in these people and vulnerability and then be able to share that, you know, it's like, it's not necessary. It's not my story. It's, it's the podcast that I've made for my, you know, for anybody that's listening, but like, 
it's other people's stories, you know, like my input and like my, my stories come through, but like, ultimately, if I don't say 10 words on my podcast, that's great. You know, it's, it's more to push here's this person from this place and they do the, you know, not even that they do this. Like I had one friend of mine who's going to be on an episode coming up who she's a background singer for, for Justin Timberlake. And we hardly talked about it. And at the end of it, she was like, we didn't even talk about that. And I was like, right. Like you're more than that. That is super rad about you. But like, who are you? You know, like I want to know about your story. I want to know where you came from. What got you to that? And it's an amazing place you've gotten to for yourself, but like, there's a journey, there's a whole cool story that got you there, you know? And so I'm more, I'm interested in that, you know, like we were talking about that and it's like, not everybody loves what they do either. So a lot of people are just doing what they do to survive, which happens. But like, that's why I want to know, like, who are you? Like you could be, you could own the biggest company in the world. And I'd be like, tell me your story. Like, we don't have to talk about that. Let's talk about what your interests are. You know, people know what you do. Let's, let's talk about you. Let's get to that point. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally cool. And I, I, um, I've, I've heard people actually on the show even talk about like, I could never do that. I could never just sit there and have a conversation with somebody. And I always, I, I make, I, I find it funny because I feel like, isn't that what you do or have done? kind of your entire life, all the right. people you know really well now, you at one point in time didn't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, yeah. The, yeah. You have to get to know somebody. And at some point you didn't know them, you know, like right. even your parents truly, you know, like when you're young, you don't know them. Like it's the only people you do know, but you're getting to know them. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I, I get that a lot too of like, well, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, everything, anything, where do you want to go? What do you want to say? Like, we'll talk about it all, you know, bring the good, bad, the ugly, whatever, you know, let's talk about the hard stuff. You know, I had a friend on who has had a really, really hard time battling with anorexia and she had never said it. She'd never talked to anybody like she talked to people but she'd never done it in a way where people would hear it my most listened to episodes and i got so many responses just saying oh man like that was so powerful she was just like you know i, I think the biggest compliment that i can get is someone to say hey like it was very comfortable for me to talk about that you know and that that's what i want to do is like let's get to know each other but really get to know each other i don't i don't need to know what you do, you know, we could not talk about that at all. Somehow I'm green right now. <laughs> you are green. Why are you? That's amazing. I don't know why it's, I'm green. It's, it's fantastic. Boom. Yeah. Green. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that I, I, I do get that a lot of like how, you know, how are we supposed to have this, this conversation? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Smoke hey. mirrors here. Special hey. effects. The special effects on the show that I brought today have been amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I do, you know, I think, I think it's kind of in a way sad of like, if you can't sit down with a person that you don't know and have an hour conversation, it's like, you need to work on your conversation skills, you know, like literally you don't know anything about this person. Like ask anything. Like, what did you do? 
like ask them the story of their life and i guarantee it's going to be at least 15 minutes of filler you know what i mean like and then if you can't get questions in between there to jump on it's like you know it's basic conversation skills that it's fun it's super fun to get to know people yeah i had a guy uh or maybe it was a lady i don't remember i was on somebody was on the show and they were talking about how um what was it somebody they knew would ask a question who are you mm. and and listen to the answer and then they would ask it again who are you? And the rule was you couldn't say a previous answer. Wow. And they asked it like seven, they said, ask this of yourself or someone else seven times. And you'll eventually get to the nut of who, who people think they are. Wow. Yeah. And I was, I was just, I was playing that through my mind. Like how, like, where do you go? Like after you've exhausted the, the typical identity things, like what's at the root of that, you know, right. for, for any of us. Yeah. And, and then what do I do with that, with that realization, that knowledge, what happens then? <laughs> right. I, I've heard something similar, but um, a friend of mine told me that she met this woman from Romania and she was having this conversation. Um, and anytime there'd be a break in conversation, the woman would just say, tell me something. And and then her friend, my friend would be like, well, what do you want to know? And she'd be like, tell me something. And she would never break on just like, just tell me something. And I've done that to people now. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. Tell me what? And then like, you know, cause anytime something like that comes up, my mind goes like every thought goes out of my head. Like to what? Tell me something. <laughs> but it's so, it's so good. It's such a way of like, it'll show you too what, that person is thinking about, but I really like that one of like asking that seven times too, and like really being like, all right, let's hear the answers. Like break it down. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't done the exercise yet. I would actually almost be scared to do the exercise because it, it, it feels um, exposed. Right? Totally. To, to really give consideration to the answer yeah. as, a, as a real, you know, a real exercise to know yourself. And, well, and, and to share with somebody else. Hold it right. That's more. Well, and that, that's what I was going to say is like, there's questions that I'll ask or that come up on my podcast that I'll ask. And then I'm like sitting there going, Oh God, what if this comes back? What if they ask me? Then I'm like a trying to actively listen. So I know what they're saying and then just move forward with that. But also like trying to actively think about what my answer would be, because a lot of times, like I come up with a question that I just think is like really good one. And then I was like, like uh, a one, one time I was, I asked somebody like we were talking about sports and then I was like, Oh, cool. What would be your walk-up song? You know, if you're coming out from the dugout or whatever your sport is, you're coming out and you got your one pump up song. And I asked yeah. it and that guy was like, oh, God, what, is, what would mine be? And then I was like, oh, oh, no, I know he's going to come back to me. And so instantly I was like, oh, God. so I almost didn't ask it, but I, I worked my way through it. <laughs> I, so here's a stupid question um it, 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 it for whatever reason i don't know why it's in my mind um because i was looking in my in my silverware drawer yesterday 
Mm-hmm. And and I noticed that I have I have a a, a number of uh, wet wipe napkin things from Buffalo Wild Wings, and then and then um, like complete silverware sets because I think it became a thing during COVID that you know people just give you these complete sets of plasticware right. with the 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 really shitty napkin in it. Yeah. <laughs> But the really long, it's like large and super thin. And yeah, yeah. And I was, I, I've got a friend who throws those away and I keep them. I don't know why. I feel like I should travel with them or something. My glove yeah. box filled with them at one point in time. Yeah. What do you do with them? Do you keep them? If you're away. Oh, I, I keep them. I, when you said glove box, uh, I, like in our, in our van, I opened it up yesterday just to pop the top and air it up. And I, we, we had found at a thrift shop, we found this little cactus, uh, napkin holder. And if I could, if I walked outside right now and brought it in, you would see it probably 40 of them in there just stuffed in. So I always keep them. And it's funny. My partner will like all the time. She, she always says she's an old woman cause she just like has them in her pockets. So she does it granny style where she just like pulls them out of, cause they, you know, like they're more like tissues than napkins. They're not really napkins. Like when you start using them, they kind of disintegrate on your hands, but I, yeah, I keep them. Yeah. I keep them too, but I never, re- I never use them. They're- yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah. not a reuser of them. I just put them in something that looks like they'd be used and then they sit there. Cause I, like we had, I, I don't, dr- we don't drive the van often now, but they're still in there as if they're going to be used, but they're from August time frame. Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like I, every time I think about throwing them away, as I did yesterday, I, I gathered them all. I even had them all in my hand and I was like, mm, and I put them all back. And I thought the thought that went through my head was like, I could have a picnic. See, like, I'm not going to have a picnic. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having a picnic. I'm certainly not having a picnic anytime soon. Sure. Yeah. It's like 35 degrees out and still a little snowy. And yeah. I don't know. Not ideal. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, somebody else is totally comfortable. Like, throw it away. Like, why? Why would you, why would right. you throw it? doesn't make sense to me, but I'm not using it. So I know it's like. Yeah. I'm, with, I'm on that side. I'm on the keep it, but not use it side. Right. You know, if I'm being the honest, the, the true vulnerable person that I say I am, that I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I do keep them and I, I, you know, it leads into, I get frustrated because of the recycling here in Nashville. So a lot of times I would try to recycle, but it's probably not material that could. And then I'd get frustrated and be like, then I'm just going to keep it. Yeah. If I can't, you know. yeah, the side of burning it. Right. I know. Just burn it. I was in Arkansas, um, several years ago on a man weekend, which is always, you know, good time head down to Arkansas to no, no man's land mm-hmm. where my, even my GPS on the, on the way down there, my car GPS, I thought I had a good car GPS. It, I was driving on a four lane highway and the lines just stopped and, and the car kept going <laughs> on a four lane highway. And it was just like, the, the map was just like, mm. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's a good nope. advertisement for Arkansas. That's kind of how Arkansas is. It, it totally was. And then, uh, we were in a valley, no cell phone service. You had to like drive up. Um, but it was, it was interesting that everything, it was like, everything goes in the fire, everything. Yeah. People in Arkansas were like, Oh, you have you used 
you know, use diapers, burn them. Ooh. You have a tire, burn it. Like it's <laughs> just like, why, why? I thought we were supposed to, I, it hurt my heart actually. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I don't know how to reconcile this. Oh, right. Everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I mean, maybe when I was like 17, that was my mindset, but I haven't, I, <laughs> I'm not that anymore. You progressed into. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I, I think I figured out what the hell it was doing, and then I was like, "I'm good. I'm good on that." Yeah. Well, as we wind up our time here, uh, what's your big? I'm I'm curious. What's the What's the big thought in your head uh, in this moment of life? Oh man, it, it's ever changing. But um, I yeah. I, I think I just, I'd love to see more humanity. You know, I would just love to see people caring about people and just like being there for each other, you know, and not, not politicizing each other, not anything, but just like put more kindness out, put more humanity out there. Like we're all in this crazy world together you know, we have to, we have to be on this earth together, you know, so like also take care of the earth so that we can all be here. But, you know, like overarching, it's like people are like, we are beautifully human, you know? And I, I think w there needs to be a lot more just kindness and beauty spread around in general. Yeah. Yeah, I I echo those sentiments. I think that's great. I think um, it's uh, I used to I used to call it a sacred space. Like coffee with humans is like the sacred space to connect, share, and change the world. Because I really do believe that when people get together, we can treat it as a sacred, like a really sacred or set apart space to yeah. to do good for yeah. each other and for ourselves. And out of that, I think the world does um, does kind of bend to our will. So, yeah, you know, I always say it just puts out a ripple, you know, you and I's conversation today, you know, if people are watching it right now or later on in life, like hearing this and then like they hear it and then they do something good, you know, it's just like, it just ripples out like, like water, you know, and that, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just make ripples and spread as much love as I can, you know, like my hat, my hat says, peace signs up, peace signs up. You know, just like, like the hippies did, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's great to know you. Yeah, absolutely. Our viewers and listeners, this is another episode of Coffee with Humans, where uh, live, raw, unedited conversation between strangers who become friends, making the world a better place. Catch us next time and subscribe on YouTube if you've not already done that. Nick, I'll see you in just a minute. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click tap Coffee with Me. Coffee with Humans.com.